Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Catacomb Cult Podcast. It's a very special episode. I have my longtime friend with me and uh, runner of record labels, badass music video maker, <laughs> all around badass, Shan Dan Haran. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? What's it? How do you spell your name? How do you say it? <laughs> Javincito. J- Javine? <laughs> <laughs> How you been, man? Ja- How you doing? Been good. Um, damn, Jim, we've been going. We've been friends since uh, what, like yeah, twenty years, twenty plus years now. Shit, dude. I was uh, yeah, just to let the audience know, me and him have been friends since we were kids, we're next door neighbors. Uh, he um, he was like in punk bands and rock bands, and mm-hmm. he recorded my first rap song ever on that dusky Tascam yeah, tape, yeah, yeah, tape yeah. cassette four track or whatever it was we were tracking on that where uh i i thought it was expensive at the time it was like 150 bucks and it's yeah. like you could record four tracks at a time you know and we were doing like i would be on drums and you would do vocals it was pretty dope man yeah yeah, yeah man i wish i still had those tapes somehow they got lost but same sucks, same dude yeah yeah i would kill for those dude Tell the people who you are, what you do, and how you know me, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, my name's Shandan Haran, ironically, all rhymes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, work for record Shanny labels. Boy. <laughs> I am Irish too, so yeah. you know, Shanny Boy, you can call me that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I work for labels, different record labels like Republic Records, um, SPG, all types of stuff, and uh. Yeah. yeah, also direct, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like me and Javin, you know, we've known each other since we were little kids and we always kind of aligned from recording music to getting into video and all types of shit. You know, it's super cool to, you know, bounce back here like 20 plus years later and we're, you know, sharing the same creative hobbies, you know? Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's crazy all the, mm-hmm. how long we've known each other and where we, where we are now. You know what I mean? It's just from a little mm-hmm. town we we also you. didn't we didn't like each other at, at the start because oh, yeah. i was like in a metal and punk rock and you were like this kid that was super into like rap and hip-hop and shit like that and it was like this, this oh yeah thing i remember worked, though it was funny yeah my girlfriend at the time introduced us and yeah mm-hmm. we were we were on the opposite spectrums of like you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was fun times though then we we eventually i think you hit me up the very first time and you were like Hey man, uh, you want to borrow some sugar or something? Do you remember that story? I we're like uh, we're neighbors about now, like hardcore drugs. No, I'm no, sure. no, no. We were like we were neighbors. Was when I first moved to Baderville, and we were neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, I'm just showing you some neighborly love or something. So if you ever need yeah. sugar or something, I got you. Well, dude, that I mean, that's kind of the that's the kind of you know kind of the quintessential neighbor thing to do you know hey can i borrow some sugar yeah <laughs> some hey do you got any eggs like i need to bake this cake like who bakes cakes anymore though you yeah know? and then i went to your house and you brought me to your studio and i was just it was all steezed out man like steezy <laughs> lights and fucking strobe lights and metal playing and i was like whoa man 
This dude's dark. Pr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still it, am now, man. <laughs> it was dope, dude. It was dope. On a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? That's a later question, but let's just okay, start. Should I start with, with that. that now? Yeah, yeah, sure. I from from what one one to ten? One ten to being the weirdest. Super weird. Yeah, ten is I like honestly, basically incel. Maybe that's maybe too weird. Okay. You know? I honestly don't think I'm that weird you know what i'm saying like i you know people people would see like oh you listen to metal and you got tattoos and all this shit you're super weird but it's like i'm pretty level-headed man like some of the some of the people i meet in in the world that are like clean cut look like they're just normal you know they're the weird motherfuckers that's that's the people that you find out like they collect like people's hair and create dolls out of them or have (laughs) some like weird dungeon basement type bullshit (laughs) you know what i'm saying so you definitely are one of the most rational people and like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're one of the most rational. Yeah. You think about what you're going to do uh, as opposed to me as like when we were younger, all the crazy mm-hmm. shit I got into with you around mm-hmm. and shit you had to yeah, experience. Oh yeah. I subjected you to some of my wildness too much, but yeah, what, we won't talk about that statue of limitations. Oh, I don't here, care, right? man. <laughs> I, all my stuff's out there. I don't care. I'm, I'm an old man now. I got gray in the beard, dude. Oh, dude, same. (laughs) Well, I don't have a beard now, but you know. What's up, everyone? Javin here. I just wanted to take a second to mention my online store. We have prints, t-shirts, hats, and special gifts with each purchase. Everything is handmade and designed by myself or other amazing artists I know. Quality materials and timely shipping, plus that extra special ingredient love and appreciation your support helps my creative endeavors and supports other artists like me visit thecatacombcult.bigcartel.com yo new and limited items are cycled through there all the time so at the catacomb cult on instagram or my personal page at javin romero the revenue i see from this shop gets poured right back into things like short films photo shoots lunches and gas money for any crew or actors helping me out you know locations all that plus you get some dope shit so thank you once again let's cultivate (laughs) that's stupid all right thanks peace welcome back to the catacomb cult podcast so you want to talk a little bit about your backstory and like how you came to be who you are now and what yeah yeah I i can do that um so uh you know we since since about uh, since I was a kid, you know, I really was into music. That's that's kind of what you know uh, drove me, you know, to do things creatively and all types of stuff. You were too. That's why we always hit it off since day one. And you know, I, yeah. I uh, you know was super into music, and I kind of wanted to make that my career. Versus, you know, it's so funny. Like I remember my mom. She's like you need to go to school to be an x-ray tech. And I'm like, fuck all that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like medical shit. I don't like hospitals. I don't like any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, like, you know, she's like, yeah, you, there's a program at like, uh, like what, what is that? Like totally scam college that always hits you up and they have like telemarketers like, Hey, change your career path. And it's like, university, some, like, university of Phoenix. Right. I don't think, I don't think it's that, no, but it, it was someone, it was like, it was like they were located in like, you know, an old shopping center that it used to be like a KFC or some shit. <laughs> now uh, it's yeah. a college. And uh, but anyways, it's like, nah, fuck that. I ain't doing that kind of shit. And, uh, yeah. you know, got into tons of bands and went on tours and, 
you know, did all kinds of stuff. And when it came time to really, you know, turn it into a career path, I just kind of realized I was better at the business side than being in a band. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like looking back at all, you know, the music I wrote, like, like all the instrumentals, the guitars, all the shit was so subpar and shitty <laughs> compared to the talented people I work with. You, you were a I'm motherfucker saying? of a drummer, though, dude. I remember I remember you would do your shows and then double bass pedal and then come off yeah, stage yeah. and be in the parking lot with your asthma inhaler and shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's a true story. But in my defense, yeah. too, we, we both grew up in, uh, you know, Flagstaff, Arizona. And that was yeah. like, what was the fucking elevation up there? Seven thousand like, feet, man. Where the I city was, is, I know it's it's higher than Denver. It's like seven, yeah, seven thousand five hundred like, or some shit. Yeah, Denver. I think's like sixty five hundred. We got them beat. Then yeah. that's their whole claim to fame is Mile High City too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we grew up higher than that. But like, yeah. what most people don't know is like how is it thin or thick? Like how how thin the air is. Yeah, at thin. high elevation. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, in our hometown. Uh, it's it's only claim to fame was really that all the Olympic like divers and athletes yeah. and people they would go train in Flagstaff because the Cardinals too the Cardinals every yeah yeah on the off season go train up there yeah they would go train up there because if you train at a higher elevation with that kind of you know thin oxygen you go to a lower elevation you perform way better yeah. um, also comes into play with drinking by the way like yeah. I you know I could get dr- drunk in our hometown and then. I go on tour and I'm in, I'm somewhere at sea level and I'm like, I have to drink twice as much to get yeah. a, a now buzz. That, and I look now like that I'm acclimated to California, when I go to flag, mm-hmm. I've, you know, when I see my parents and shit, you've seen it. I get yeah, wasted yeah. fast, man. <laughs> it's like, I True. feel like I have like two or three beers and I'm like, whoa, I shouldn't be like this drunk already. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Same. What about, what about, um, I wanted to ask you, how's your dad doing, man? He's doing good. He's doing good. He um just to let everybody just, know. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but to no, let no, everybody good, know, Chance Dad's one of the coolest. He fucking told me some <laughs> rad stories over the years over some beers of, of mm-hmm. his job. Some crazy. He does crazy he, shit. He does crazy he, shit. How's that shit going? It's any, good, man. He, any new stories? Any new wildness from his job? Well, he the funny thing is he can't tell me those because it's confidential, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so he, you know, I could just tell that he he had some scenario happen. I'm just like, oh fuck, man. I'm glad I I don't yeah. have that job. But it's it's interesting, you know. He he's it's technically he's a neuropsychologist, so he technically it's called like forensic. He, he's a forensic examiner, you know, yeah. the mental side of it. So sometimes he gets to be involved with cases that you know he has to go and testify on somebody's mental sanity and all types of shit like that but uh yeah it's intense but i mean lately with with covid you know i don't think he's been working you know as as much or oh really yeah because he a lot of the the work he does is also on the navajo reservation yeah um and they got hit hard by covid um which is it's tragic it just you know it ravaged like kayenta and tuba city and all, all the you know all these native american territories um they actually i think they sealed off the highway so you couldn't go in or out of the the navajo nation which you know i don't think a lot of people realize it's it's a it's a country within our country you know it's like a separate they have their own president right or like yeah yeah yeah. and stuff yeah totally they sealed off the whole thing so yeah uh, you know in in regards to my dad he uh yeah hasn't been a uh, he hasn't been able to go and you know work and do that kind of stuff in in that capacity 
It's a weird time for all everybody, yeah. you know. Speaking of Kansas, dude, when we went up there, I, I didn't think I would be such. You know, I lived in Arizona my whole life, and I never saw Monument Valley. You know, mm-hmm. those those for people who don't know those famous rock structures that you see in Looney Tunes movies, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and Back when to I the future, yeah, yeah, uh, Forrest Gump, yeah. yeah. And um, when I saw them, I was just like. I didn't think I would be affected that much. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just getting old and sentimental, but when I saw them, I was just like, ah, like it was, I was in awe, man. It was, that was, I a, know. Fun, you that were was a fun time. You were crying so much. I know, like, man. <laughs> I tried to find the tissues. I'm just joking. Yeah, didn't cry, but <laughs> that, that was fun though. I mean, me, so me and Javin were up there filming a, a TV pilot Yeah. Uh, for something that's coming up. We can't talk too much about, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun, man. That was, that was really cool um just the whole experience and uh yeah i think was. Thi- i think there was like a holiday like two days later and i blink and we're just getting hammered with your whole family <laughs> oh yeah man yeah we, <laughs> that was fun. Was, yeah that, that was, was a fun night man yeah well so on that topic do you consider yourself like a optimist or a pessimist are you a optimist? hater I ask I, everybody this. I asked my last two guests this, and they kind of made me look like a hater, but I am a okay. hater. But I think you need people need a little bit of it. I'm not like a hater on specific mm-hmm. artists or anything. I'm just in general, like the whole mm-hmm. this the landscape of social media and this era we're in. What do, what do you how are you feeling about it? If so that I'm makes like, any sense. <laughs> I'm like in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I don't think it's, it, I don't think it's healthy to be a complete and only an optimist or only yeah. a pessimist because there's pros and cons to both sides, you know? So it's like, you know, if I'm a complete optimist and let's say I'm, I'm working a musician or bands, you know, uh, album cycle and I'm like, Hey, we're doing this thing. It's going to be great. And I don't have the ob- objectivity to be like, like, oh shit, this, this one idea sucks. It's not working. This is bad. You know, like you, you can't really even out the scenario. You know what I'm talking about? So there's kind of like an ebb and flow of like, like be optimistic about things. Don't be like a pessimistic little bitch about everything. Cause that'll make you go mental, you know, but also, also be a little bit guarded and a little cynical about things just so that you can pivot and learn from that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's one thing or multiple things that really bothers you right now. That's like just ugh, are, ugh. are you talking like politically, yeah. like anything, online? dude? Well, like in the like the American culture right now. You know what I'm saying? I honestly, the thing that bugs me a lot. There's a lot of things that bug me, but one <laughs> thing that irritates me is like the uh, just the attitude in general of like millennials and this, this weird, like narcissistic tendency of being tapped in and having to show every aspect of like, you know, I'm, I'm, here's what I'm eating. Here's what I'm doing. Like, I, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend at one point in time and I, I had planned a, uh, really cool outing, like went out on my way, thought out, you know, this really cool trip, you know, we go, I pay for everything. It's, it's good to go. And it's like, Oh my God, here, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go yeah. do this, blah, blah, blah. And, and we get to dinner and, and here's what I'm eating tonight, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, at one point in time, I'm just like, like, this is ruined the whole trip, yeah. you know? Cause it's like, here we are almost like it's working to show every aspect and not living in it. It's almost like people that go to concerts and film the whole live concert yeah. 
you know, and don't look away from their phone. And like, that's cool if they want it for posterity's stake, you know, I get it. But also like looking at your phone and seeing a live concert versus just putting the freaking phone down and like enjoying yeah. the moment and, and taking a mental picture of being like, you know, what is happening right now? What am I feeling? You know, what, what smells drinks, like what is going on here? And like to mentally store that in your head is a lot more powerful to me than to have like a clip that you're never going to fucking watch anyway. On and, your it's, cell phone. and it's fucking, I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. I, I'm, I do it too. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of doing some of that, but like, for instance, it's lame. It's lame. It's even lame when I do it. Like, you know, but I had a girl, um, my ex-girlfriend a few mm-hmm. years ago took me boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> a few years Sorry, ago <laughs> took, took me to, um, a Sage Francis concert. Nice. Well, she's gonna one know of your faves, the, by the way. Yeah. 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 Like I love him, and uh, yeah, and she didn't know who he was, and uh, she's if she listens to this, she's gonna know it's her. But <laughs> I, I, she's blocked me on everything. It's okay. But um, nice. no. <laughs> but yeah, she brought me to Sage Francis, and she sat in the booth the whole time, mm-hmm. looking at her phone on fucking Facebook. She's one of those trolls and shit, Oof. and. Uh, and uh, she didn't even enjoy the show or even pretend like if she would have taken me to Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. I would have pretended like I was having a fun time, you know, even though I don't listen to Ariana Grande, but I would, mm-hmm. you know. Which but, I yeah. actually enjoy Ariana Grande. I, yeah, I well, yeah, like nothing against Ariana Grande. She's a great singer mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just Republic saying it's not. Republic Records, yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue yeah. on. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying like you know, I would have at least showed an effort. And then, and then at the end she gets out of her booth and takes a selfie with Sage and B Dolan in Mm. the background rapping and then posts it. Like she had this Mm. great time and it was just like, it's so, it's so annoying and gross. It's fake. Yeah. 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 I remember, you know, my, one of my ex-girlfriends, she, she had this like, vision in and her then not to of, cut you off and then she got into QAnon and shit like that so i oh, pieced out oh, good so, Lord. but okay. no continue can go, sorry can i go can i go back to what annoys me i forgot about <laughs> QAnon. <laughs> mm. um, uh, yeah, but anyways <laughs> i you know i had a uh, ex-girlfriend that had this this kind of mental idea of what like my work was and like how yeah. the music industry worked and you know, she, she almost had this like jealousy about it where, you know, in her head, it, it was things she had learned about them from, from movies like rock star movies and shit yeah. where, you know, it's like Motley Crue behind the scenes and there's a bunch of strippers and like naked women pouring themselves on people or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, in actuality in like real life, it's like just a bunch of sweaty ass dudes trying to get Wi-Fi behind, you know, <laughs> yeah. in like a packed ass green room, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just like, yo, man, take a fucking shower. Like, I need Wi-Fi. Yeah. I got to check my email. My mom's calling me. It's like not even cool. Right. Let me just pause you there for a second, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're the one who introduced me to like punk rock and metal and stuff mm-hmm. like leftover crack and all those old bands. Oh, I yeah, to- yeah. And uh, who was that like rapping? They kind of rapped punk. Not in a cheesy way, um, like, you know, but it was <laughs> mindless problem. self-indulgence. That was a good band. That was yeah, like, yeah, that they was were old dope. emo status. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, but speaking of that, so you would bring me to shows and I would go to your shows and, you know, you know I would go to hip hop shows too, but 
rock and punk shows like in those basements mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. some of the smelliest fucking things <laughs> I've ever fucking experienced in my life, dude. Exactly. Remember that I one mean, basement one where it was like all the, green the, lights they, and they shit? They called this venue literally the basement. So yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was like so hot and humid in there mm-hmm. and like, fuck. <laughs> just, just to give a background of this, it's like, yeah, in our hometown, you know, we had we had a couple venues, but it was like I would consider our hometown very hippie and like yeah, like half the people that live there. It's like the most liberal city in Arizona, which is ironic, yeah. you know. And um, it's like all these these old like you know Grateful Dead fans and shit yeah. that settled down in Flagstaff or whatever. And um, you know, basically we we you know the offspring of of people like that. I mean, my parents were hippies. I don't know about yours. Um. But Semi, my dad is a deadhead, but you know. There you go. See, he called it. <laughs> um, so, you know, the offspring in, in this town, you know, uh, the next generation, we, we, you know, we wanted something to do. And there was two venues and one would only do like, like Grateful Dead tribute bullshit. Every, not saying it's bullshit. Like I yeah, get it. Yeah. I, it's good music I love, and stuff. I love the dead, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it was like this, this angle yeah, towards yeah. like get you. that older gen. So, you know, on the flip side there was kind of two things going on. There was like a legitimate low cap venue that I actually was running for a while, getting like metal through the town, like the only source of metal coming through our town. And then this like black market of of people that somehow found a house with a basement that was just, just disconnected from other houses enough to like put shows on there for a couple hours. And then the cops would show up or whatever. But yeah. um, So yeah, we kind of grew up in that where it was like makeshift, music venue scenes you know yeah sorry dude what does bazooka say bazooka's making her fucking appearance that she's made on every podcast so far but yeah that that is how flag was man and it was it was fun though it was fun that for that moment being a kid doing that you know what i mean yeah yeah. there's a lot of good memories man i mean but yeah speaking of the orpheum the the one of the main Mm -hmm. venues in flagstaff uh you got me my show with talib kwali one of my mm-hmm. fucking rap idols that I puked about six times before I went on stage. Of see that remember- that was fun, man. I yeah. I I would get you shows like oh, I would yeah. try to get Javin the biggest <laughs> shows possible because I would want to see you like squirm and like throw up because that like- was sold out too. That place was sold out, dude. That fucking uh, that's the reason I quit rapping, not because of you, but oh, because of me. <laughs> Shit. No, be no be a, a month before that Talib show, I would wake up and be like, ah, wake up like, oh, what a good night's sleep. And then just instantly mm-hmm. you have a show to do in a month and like just <laughs> count down. And it was just like, it ate me up, dude. Probably gave me fucking mm-hmm. ulcers that are soon to come and shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that shit was fun. Like just get, it was like, fun. Like, you, Cause I would just book you without even asking. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be yeah. like, I'd be like, hey, Jeff, guess what you're doing on this date? And you'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. What? And I'm like, uh, you know, oh, you're open for this dude that I know you're a fan of. You're like, what? I can't do it, Chan. I can't do it. I'm going to puke. Yeah. But not to not to um big myself up too much. But when you booked me on that rock and rap show, it was like a half yeah, yeah, hip hop, yeah. half rock. And, the, you and know, that the was hip- in the different city. Like, yeah, the clubhouse in Tempe. Yeah, totally. And uh, the the rap stage was on the side. I remember rocking that show, 
mm-hmm. and kind of like getting some metal heads or whatever fucking yeah, nodding, nice. dude. They they gave me a, a little bit of love, dude. I made some conversions that day. <laughs> That's good. That's good, dude. I um yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I I will say this though about you, like you you would get a little anxiety and like like get oh, yeah. worried and and freaked out about the show, but you would like go slam a couple shots throw up in the back alley whatever yeah and then you get on stage and fucking kill it seamlessly you know what i'm saying like you, I, you would always bounce back and and kill it once i got on stage i never like fucked up lyrics like a lot of my friends mm-hmm. did you know and stuff but once i got on stage it was kind of just tunnel vision i black yeah. out dude i mm-hmm. i wouldn't even and then i had like a perfect natural showman here <laughs> please but i had um a, a perfect combo it was two long islands and okay. a beer, and I just drink the beer just so I could throw that up. Okay, okay. And, and then cool. I would be like another, then one more Long Island and go on stage. And I'd mm. be like drunk, but not wasted, wasted. Okay. And, and Long Islands, you know, those are like foo-foo as hell. And Dude, I, I, I literally, the last Long Island I ever had was with you, ironically. We went to uh, Laughlin. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was with my girlfriend at the time we were going to Laughlin you were like hey I want to go Laughlin is mm-hmm. essentially like the poor man's Vegas <laughs> yeah. for old people right <laughs> yeah. it's like straight up like it's where retirees gamble <laughs> it is they call them snowbirds that's what yeah. they call them right so like they uh you know you you go in and like it's just old people everywhere it's not like what you see in Vegas like or in commercials where it's like girl like young girls dressed up in like fancy dresses like going to the clubs partying yeah. it's like laughlin <laughs> is like where old people go to die you know and it's like like two for one at the buffet like all oh, you can eat lobster for 9.99 like yeah you know and like the casinos is so so ancient and themed like what was the one colorado bell it was like just a oh, giant yeah. riverboat or whatever i haven't <laughs> been there a- in a super since probably then dude that's yeah, probably the yeah. last time 10 years ago or something so we go and we're playing roulette and uh I I always had the mentality, and you probably did too, where when you gamble, you get alcohol for free. That's something that they do mm-hmm. at all casinos almost. I don't think like Arizona casinos, but like yeah. Vegas, all types of shit. If you're gambling, they want to get you drunk so you lose more money. That's kind of what it is. You yeah. know? So they would bring out drinks in Laughlin, and it was like super weak diluted thing so you'd oh, ask yeah. for whiskey and something it'd come out as like all soda so i th- i thought i was being smart and being like give me a long island iced tea because as you yeah. and me and most people know that's all alcohol you can't really dilute that with soda i think they isn't. do though with like the well shit but yeah like you for the majority so? okay but like if I, there's like cheap long islands and then there's like the real mm. long islands you gotta kind of yeah. like at a bar you got it but i don't know they get you fucked up either way, though. Like, yeah. is, it is definitely a higher alcohol content than most other drinks. It is, and I yeah. I got hammered. Right, yeah. you would. I all I remember is you and me were around a, a roulette table, and some like I keep winning, so some yeah. old lady's like she wants to rub my belly for good luck, and I'm like, <laughs> rub my belly for good luck, old lady. Yeah. Like some shit. And we and were talking to the 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 what do, what do you call the lady who. The dealer, the dealer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The dealer, what? I guess Roulette is the dealer. But yeah, we were talking about her, how she was telling us about the Hell's Angels and Mongol shootout. Yeah, because there, there was a shootout. Yeah, where she he was like, she was like a Hell's Angel flipped the table, and we were hiding behind. It. And I was yeah, like, oh shit. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, I I, uh, I puked in an elevator that night. Yeah, yeah. I, That's the last I, I remember. remember of you that night. Yeah. I I vaguely remember you were like, I'm 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 gonna go cash out or something, and I just like I think I just left. Yeah. You know? And, and that was the last I, time I had a, a Long Island IC. That was back when I was like 21. But the last time you and me went to Vegas shooting that pilot too, and you were yeah. on the ups, my friend. Like you were, you were in yeah. the green until the last night. Now I'm gonna flip this podcast around. What uh, what happened to that positive amount of money you made? <laughs> I man, if I would have went home with all that dough, I would have been like. Mm. It would have been the best weekend ever, man. Like, got to do shoot a cool pilot, get paid, mm-hmm. and just come home just loaded. I but, and it was because I, I didn't drink the whole time we were there. the The first two or three day, mm-hmm. days we were there, I didn't drink. So when I was gambling, I was like, you know, I was being more responsible. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was up. I was up uh, a lot of money in the I, last. And night. that's when I saw you. I I was like. Hey, Javin, like, cause I, I had been drinking all the nights, like not mm-hmm. ridiculous, but I'm like, oh, I'm in Vegas. Might as well take, take advantage of the night, you know? Well, and the I, listeners know I have anxiety. We talked about it on my, of course, of course. On my yeah, solo, yeah, yeah. on my solo podcast. Totally. So like, yeah, when I drink and I get hangovers, I get crazy anxiety. So I was staying mm-hmm. sober cause we had to work and shit. So yeah, yeah. And, and you did great. Yeah, you know, you. <laughs> and I did not. But uh, yeah, I, I see him and I'm just like bummed because I lost all my money at, at, at that day. Was it like day three or four or some shit? And uh, yeah. I'm like, hey, Javin, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Like, yeah. I'll see you later, man. And you're like, I'm up. I got my rent paid for months. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good. I'm just going to hang out a little longer. I'm like, you sure? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally sure. I'm like, OK, man, just don't lose all your fucking money. And then I go to sleep and I wake up and flash forward to the morning and I'm like, hey, Javin, how you doing? And you're like, Shan, I, <laughs> I messed up. dead <laughs> hung over too. Like I was dying. You even offered to like pay for another day in the room just so yeah, I could sleep yeah, yeah. it off there. And I was just like, totally. no, I got to get home. <laughs> like, you're like I can't afford this anymore. I lost <laughs> three months of rent in a... One night, and it was because you were having a good time, and like like some pretty girl sat down next to you or something. Some pretty girl, they were they were ringers, man. No, but, no, um, they weren't. Like they're like targeting you on the security they, but cameras. They literally like some snake did eye shit. They literally did. Like that girl was like when I was about to leave because I was I was like started losing a little bit, and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm I, I want to keep my money, and she mm-hmm. was like, don't leave now. It's about to turn. You know, it's blackjack. And she was oh. like, it's about to turn around, and then there was okay. some. There was like some Texas dude there with a fucking ten gallon hat who was just <laughs> make. It was like a movie. He was just making. Mm-hmm. He was so funny, man. He was making the whole mm-hmm. table laugh. And like both these guys were employees of yeah. that casino. Yeah, that's what you're trying to say. To take my <laughs> rent money, man. <laughs> that's what they, they were out. They're out for the little guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny though. Like that I'm was not a used fun to- trip though. That was fun. I'm I'm not yeah. used to winning, so I, I usually go with just a, uh, like an amount where I'm like, hey, if I lose this, I'm not worried. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But my dad, like when I was born or something, he had to have like just taken all my luck from me and absorbed it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. somehow, because that motherfucker wins at everything. Yeah, that, you know that's about? that's my mom too, man. She seems mm-hmm. like what I haven't been to like a gambling city with her. Um, in a long time, but I, yeah, it seems like when she sits down for breakfast and plays Keno, she yeah. wins like nine hundred dollars, and then yeah. 
a thousand dollars on uh wheel of fortune or something you know it's crazy dude that's my dad and he you know when i was born just as i was being like just before i was born you know my my parent like i grew up in a you know my parents aren't rich like they yeah. they were working class like you know trying to survive get through school like put themselves through that all the whole thing so they, they were about to have me and uh they put in for this drawing for a new new Mercedes, right? <laughs> and they they call the the winner of the Mercedes is uh, Kevin Horan, and they pronounce my, yeah. our last name. Oh wrong. shit, he won! He won a, f- a fucking Mercedes. Jesus. Dude. Yeah, this is back in in the eighties. And uh, Wait, did he flip that thing or what? Well, he he was like, you know, like it's funny. He he used it for like a week or two. Yeah. Because he, uh, you know, he had a couple friends uh, that that were like hey it'd be hilarious like like one of his friends he uh you know my my dad has has dedicated his whole life uh to uh helping indigenous tribes you know yeah especially navajo tribe you know and he speaks fluent navajo the whole nine i don't know if you knew that you probably didn't know that yeah i didn't didn't know Navajo. it's crazy that is crazy that's a hard language too man super hard it's 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 like metaphors you know complex and shit totally but yeah. uh, I mean, they, that's why they used it, the code talkers in World War II and all types of stuff. But yeah. he had a friend who uh, he, you know, one of his best friends, uh, this Navajo dude, um, and he basically, uh, he had been like somebody reached out and they were like casting, they were trying to find some some Navajo uh, like uh, extras for a movie. And yeah. um, it was, it actually, flash forward to the future, it was actually Dances with Wolves. Right. Oh, crazy! That, that movie, yeah. That so good, they, um, that was a good flick too, man. I haven't seen it in a while, but that was a good one. Totally. So, uh, my my dad, he had just won that Mercedes, and uh, his friend was like, "Hey, I, I need to go. Uh, they're trying to cast me for some movie, and they're going to pay me money or whatever. Can you can you cruise up in this Mercedes and pretend like you're my driver? So I'm like some hot shot ass Hollywood actor, <laughs> yeah. you know." So my yeah. dad puts on a suit and he like drives him. He's like, here you go, sir. And like everybody's staring at him and, and uh, instantaneously they give the guy uh, the role for uh, Dances with Wolves, like one of the, the main extras. And they oh, say, crazy. but they say, uh, we need you to, to shave, like shave all your hair off, your chest hair, everything. And he was like, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so he passed on the role and then it turned out to be a huge, huge movie. <laughs> yeah, man. So I won Oscars funny, and shit, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, it was just funny. But yeah, so my dad flipped it and got enough money to throw down on a house, you know, uh, just deposit and yeah. get like a, a pickup truck, you know. You've yeah. probably seen it, man. He, he had the same pickup truck for decades. For a while white one that old like old yeah fall apart thing in their backyard for years yeah he doesn't have that no more Mm-mm. no it he, broke down man that shit was too old yeah my mom's she's she's lucky to it at um in vegas and stuff but mm. she does each year she hasn't won it yet well the cardinals haven't won it yet but every year at the beginning of football season you can bet on who mm. will who you think might go to the super bowl and she always bets on the Arizona Cardinals and it's some like she what puts is, like a, what is that? <laughs> she puts like a hundred bucks on it and it's like something where she'd win like fifty grand if she gets oh, it, you wow. know. So damn but okay. Cardinals I was, just keep I was making a joke. I know Cardinals are the, the Arizona football team. I'm just giving you shit, dude. We we bleed red here. I guess everybody bleeds red, <laughs> but they call it the Red <laughs> Sea or whatever. But yeah, man. Cardinals. Love them. 
So let's get into some career shit. Like, what are you doing right now and what are your aspirations? Like, I know you've been filming a lot and you've been talking about wanting mm-hmm. to make like narrative pieces. What, 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 what's up with that, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still working at record labels, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I, I do, I honestly, like the name of the game now is content. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Where, you know, most of, most of what you need for any marketing cycle is like content galore, you know, and, uh, yeah. there's, you know, it's, there's, there's something to be said to, to be an individual like me where I, I work at a record label and do A&R and sign bands and do all types of shit like that. But also on the side, know how to market things and do content like music videos or lyric videos or whatever, um, yeah. for, for my artists or other artists or whatever, um, because it is so valuable. It's like, if you're on Facebook and you're trying to, you know, post back your new song or something like that, and you post a photo or, you know, even like a link to a YouTube video, like that shit doesn't get seen by anybody. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's done on purpose by like Facebook. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you post a YouTube link, Facebook wants to be YouTube's competitor at some point in time. You know what I'm talking about? Cause the money that YouTube makes, like everybody that watches YouTube, they don't realize that, you see like an ad for five mm-hmm. seconds or 15 or whatever uh, at the start of a video, that's like a fraction of a cent that goes to the the musician or the person that whose content it is. So yeah. there's a lot of money that's being made by YouTube from Nike and, you know, uh, you know, Adidas and all types of, you know, different corporations that want their ads in front of these videos. So they have to pay for that. And, yeah. um, YouTube's making bank and that's how they survive. But Facebook is also trying to get into that world and you start to see ads on Facebook video, which is actually somewhat new still. Um, so if, if you were to post an image or a link to YouTube on your Facebook, Hey, check out my new single, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gets to see that because Facebook has the algorithm uh, suppress that and give yeah. uh, preferential treatment to their own in-house shit. So you upload a video directly to Facebook, something unique, and it sees all types of more exposure than these other things would have. And that, that was done on purpose. You know what I'm saying? So the name of the game now is like these battles of creating content visually and all types of shit where you can promote a single. Like, you know, yeah. the, the the days of like, like the old days where they're like, hey, I got it. I got a new single on on this vinyl coming out, you know, circa 1970s or 80s. It's going to go to radio. What's a music video? Like that <laughs> shit is gone. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? So, so what's, long story short. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Long story short is that's what I'm doing yeah. primarily now. It's just so, so needed. So what's your like dream gig? Like what's a dream project you want to like accomplish if you can talk about it or. Or yeah, just yeah, like, absolutely. or even like in a vague sense, like, do you want to make film? Like my, mm-hmm. you know, my dream is to mm-hmm. write and direct one, something that I made one of these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like write mm-hmm. into, I, I, you know, I like writing scripts and I want to fucking shoot one of those scripts and direct it and, you know, watch it come to fruition. I mean, there's something beautiful in that though, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, something that you creatively write and structure in your brain. You're like, Hey, I got these ideas and this kind of, you know, set up and the whole night, like, that's what I want to do. Like I, I have, you know, you and me have in, in both of our careers have always aligned in some capacity. Like our, our goals are always so similar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like I, I want to, I want to start getting into filming 
like movies and yeah. short films. Cause obviously filming a movie, it's expensive <laughs> and the yeah. logistical requirements for that are, are insane. Like, can, can you imagine trying to film an hour and a half movie and fund every location, pay actors yeah. to take it seriously and Bananas, actually show yeah. up? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't have money for that. You know, none, neither of us do, but short films are kind of a cool way to start doing that or to, to start writing scripts, you know? Um, yeah. so me, I'm, I'm not really writing scripts. That's definitely your, your thing. You're fucking, prolific writer oh, my friends you're and, too uh, kind <laughs> and um you know for me I, I i've got some ideas uh for videos i, I kind of want to pivot into that and yeah you know i do love music and i i continue to work that that world that's part of me forever but it would be cool you know to get to some point in time where i could create a concept and make a movie out of it you know yeah it's uh yeah man that that would be just the dream like mm -hmm. it's it music is awesome and I love making music when I you I, I make like a song a year now and I do still listen to music and try to find the new stuff but mm -hmm. it's something there's something about video and film like when you see like even those little short films I did with my dog during quarantine mm -hmm. like those were it's just Which so awesome fun. actually oh it yeah thank awesome you. dude yeah. It's just something like so gratifying seeing like, damn, mm -hmm. we shot that in my fucking living room, you know, mm -hmm. against the green screen. I was holding treats up and just like to see people's reaction and laughing over it mm -hmm. and stuff is there's something it's like it's something extra special, dude. I love it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's almost not a surprise, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, you know, writing music is storytelling, you know, mm -hmm. especially within your world your genre, like, you know, hip hop, rap, that is storytelling. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. And in my world, it's a little bit more generic, you know, based on repetitive anger, vague yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, versus you. like, yeah, like souls of mischief, you know, or like an immortal technique, like the yeah. storytelling uh, behind these things is almost like a fucking movie, you know? Well, and, uh, actually you got me into, um, you know, I, I, for people know that I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really current on, her, on I'm not really up on current rap. Okay. Not, not cause I'm a hater or anything. I just, you know, I listen to like the same six, seven artists that I've listened to forever, yeah. but you got me up on, um, pro era and Joey badass. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like obsessed with that dude, Joey badass. And yeah. dude, they're, they're great, man. That's, that's almost like a resurgence of that. Yeah. You know, early nineties aesthetic. Yeah. That, uh, like hieroglyphics vibe yeah intellectual rap you know what i'm saying yeah you got me up you were like yo you gotta check out pro era dude they got like 90s drums and shit and i was like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right and i listened to it and i was like oh yeah so Who you put thought? me yeah you put me on man <laughs> i'm like wearing a slayer shirt right now i think right <laughs> damn yeah, man <laughs> but i mean that that that's almost a staple of of something that that is super important to understand too is like listen to all types of music, you know, yeah. like, like open your mind. Cause dude, you're, you were the biggest Marilyn Manson fan in the yeah. world, by the way, bad yeah. move nowadays. Yeah. But anyway, canceled it. Yeah. And I, I was, I was never like a huge, I love like, Marilyn I, dude. And he was like, I had his tour DVDs and all yeah. that dude. Like, yeah, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't get it. You know, even, even though I, I understand it, like, yeah. you know, and, in you know, rock world and stuff like that. He's, he's pretty, pretty substantial influence first you know, beat first beat i ever made was chopping up that sweet dreams cover he did and yeah yeah, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. it was the very first beat I think I ever made, man. Mm. Yeah. And rap too, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Marilyn Manson. Nice. Fucking R.I.P. Yeah. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> but case of point is like, you know, listen to whatever you like, man. Yeah. You know? Listen to rock. Listen to I, I do. I've been listening to so much classic rock lately, it's crazy. But nice. um all right. So um speaking on film, dude, what's what's your favorite film? What's your fucking favorite film? Damn. That's, That's a hard a question. Dude. Shit, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Well, I'm I a huge s- fan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go first, man. I'll, no, I just my my <laughs> my first my first like I it, it might not be my favorite film of all time, but I my instinct is to always say Gangs of New York. So or Contact, but people don't really like Contact that much. But Gangs in New either. Gangs in New York, Gangs in New York, though is, dude. I'm just a big Leo fan, dude. You know me and Leo, dude. You know me and Leo, dude. Oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet, the the Uh, classic Leo. It's what I'd like to say. (laughs) Okay, okay, got you. No, but Gangs in New York, dude, is just like fucking. Gangs in New York is a masterpiece of a movie. You know what I mean? It was good. It was good. Um, Martin Scorsese, Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, that is a tough question, but I mean, you you know me, like I I'm super into sci-fi, right? Yeah. Like I I like I've always really loved mind-bending, like concepts. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Where like you know super slow, like no no disrespect to Quentin Tarantino and all that that stuff. But like a lot of those, like what, what was the the what was the movie? It was like Death Death Car Death Drive. Oh, Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, yeah. like I, I watched that. And it was it was super. I think it was like three hours long. A lot of people like, don't really like that one, but I really do. Like I could listen to his dialogue all day. Of course, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you like the nuance and stuff of dialogue, and uh, for me, it was like uh, you know three hours of dialogue. Uh, about people that lived in kind of a normal scenario with a car, you know, and it was like this, this, it felt so boxed in of a concept, you know what I'm saying? So like, for me, I really have always loved sci-fi, like, you know, TV shows like, uh, like Farscape and Firefly and Stargate and, you know, Farscape, dude, Farscape, I I mean, I like, I like Star Trek and stuff, but Farscape's a little like, Jim Henson, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's the point, though. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's it was done by Jim Henson, mm-hmm. uh, his his creature shop. It's a little and Fraggle like, Rock li- looking. Song. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> I'm not talking like, shit. I'm not talking shit. I'm I'm saying I'm going to defend this shit right now. Right, go <laughs> right? ahead, so, man. Put it down. So like, so Jim Henson, yeah, he had like <laughs> Sesame Street and all this like kid shit that that raised yeah. us. It's it's cool. I get it. But then he like turned and started doing this really cool ass dark shit. Like you had. Like labyrinth, did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like I watched that? it a lot. I knew that I know was all, dope. I know right? all the music to it, dude. We, my exactly. sister, that was like my sister's movie to like shut me up when we were ki- like when she would babysit me as a kid yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah, that that was Jim Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Uh, yeah. Dark Crystal, you remember that shit? Yeah, Dark Crystal. I lived right around that the corner cool. in Hollywood like, from Jim Henson's Creature dude, Shop. Same, yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Love that shit. But anyways, they had the idea to do a sci-fi TV show in Australia called Farscape. Yeah. And they used like the like this crazy in, in-depth animatronics and shit. I love that shit. But it, yeah. now that I look back at it in my age now, I'm like, 
eh, some cheesy shit, you know, whatever. But for me, yeah, I mean, having having an open yeah. dialogue or concept based around no constraints, that's sci-fi. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the Twilight Zone was sci-fi. Yeah. Love that shit. Twilight. You know what I'm saying? Star Trek. You know, I'm Star a, I'm a, I'm a uh, sci-fi head too. You know, like Prometheus. Nice. I had... I love Prometheus, one of my top top movies for sure. Interstellar was I really liked. Some people hated that. What do you think? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. One of my favorites, actually. Me and my girlfriend at the time looked at each other and was just like, "Holy shit!" After that movie, but my favorite sci-fi movie is probably Contact. Did you ever watch? I like Contact. That was cool. Jodie Foster, right? Yeah, it was Carl Sagan's only. You know, Carl Sagan only novel. Of course. The only fiction I've got a Carl Sagan book like five feet from me. Yeah. As the great Carl Sagan once said, Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? The Catacomb Cult returns now. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the only book he, uh, only fictional book he ever wrote was Contact. Wow. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. But. Yeah, I mean, even even Arrival. That's that was kind of a oh, yeah. new version of Contact. You know, like it was yeah, shot pretty too. That one was shot pretty. Yeah, yeah, looked great. Um, okay, favorite movie though. Yeah. Let me flip the script though and contradict everything I just said for the past like hour about sci-fi. Right. <laughs> What's up? Lay it on. One me. of my one of my favorite movies of all time is actually Thirteenth Warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Antonio you made me Banderas. watch that when we were kids, dude. Yeah, dude. It's, it is a good one. Of, it's like Vikings, right, the, or something. The most like underrated movies it 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 flew so so far under the radar yeah it was amazing it was it was a beautiful movie it was about uh yeah it was about antonio Banderas and uh like he bumps into these vikings and in uh basically they you know i you know what i don't even want to give it away like yeah. just check it out right yeah it's a dope one so yeah man let's wrap it up and uh i have a few more questions for you these are rapid fire these are philosophical no, not doing it okay, and they're vague going. they're super vague mm-hmm. it's my final segment i haven't titled it yet we're gonna have fake ads and shit too throughout all of this too you know remember that Don't trailer say- i showed you in a world ravaged by plague and despair There is one who has been chosen, unaware and oblivious. Her one-track mind only cares about treats. This is one treat that has a whole lot of tricks. Whisked away through a wormhole to find space and time, she is Bazooka Tooth. Starring in The Medicine Bag and Medicine Bag 2, Dogtopia. Visit 40ec.com or at Javin Romero on Instagram to witness the mind-bending journey of the snuggly-wuggly, stinky-poo-poo, good dog. Roof. Roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't say fake ads? Yeah. Dude, this is this is me cutting my risk to the world, dude. I'm saying just throw the ads in, like show the format, you know? Yeah. But um, all right, man. Uh okay. So question number one for this philosophical mm-hmm. corner. Philosophical corner. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. 
What is knowledge? Okay. I just grabbed a book so I could match you, right? <laughs> what what is knowledge? I know okay. I I need my notes to remember that shit, dude. My my brain is so soaked in Budweiser, it's crazy. But go ahead. It's actually a journey to the center of the earth. There's you know, Oh, nice, book. dude. But anyways, I just grabbed it here. What is knowledge? I I honestly feel like knowledge is Knowledge is the understanding of opening your mind to new concepts that you don't understand, you know, and keeping that open mind versus people that, you know, kind of in in their lives, they get to a point where they say, I know everything. I don't want to learn anything. And they get stuck in this weird, like almost like Plato's cave theory, right? Where an individual is born and bred and it lives in the cage, you know, in a cave. And like their whole life is basically the shadows that are projected on the cave. That is their entire life, you know, to exit the cave and shatter through these walls and keep an open mind and learn, learn, learn. That is knowledge, you know, like there is really no end to where you can go in terms of, of learning. Like I, I could literally go into a library or go on the internet and start watching tutorials and classes and shit. And I could learn forever. There's so yeah. much knowledge that I literally could die and know a lot. Like I would learn so much if I dedicated my life to learning, but yeah. there's so much knowledge out there that I feel like the, the core basis of what knowledge is is just allowing yourself to be that vessel and to t- to actually absorb it because without without an open mind there really is no knowledge. You know what I'm talking about? If and you don't know how to no, read a book. What's the point of the book, you know? Yeah, and there's no personal growth or anything like that without an open yeah. mind, you know. But Exactly. Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you. You passed, you passed that one. Very very <laughs> astute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very very astute. I'm going to put my glasses on. Continue this knowledge (laughs) pursuit. Continue, sir. All right. Question number two. How should we conduct ourselves? What do you mean by we? Humanity? Individuals, how we as a human race. I mean, that could be pretty broad because there's a lot of... I don't know, man. Answer this. That's what the philosophy... You got to think about this. I love it. (laughs) How should we conduct ourselves answer how answer how you take it how you took that question and absorbed that question i love it i'm absorbing it um (laughs) i feel like how we as society should conduct ourselves is to look at the overall the overall big picture you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like for for us you know everybody is very especially in our society like you know in american society it's very like self-satisfying it's very you know singular you know what i'm talking about where it's like you know i i watch somebody go into mcdonald's buy ultra like ultra big macs or is that mcdonald i don't eat meat that much um yeah. like they they consume big things throw shit out on on the street you know not even a garbage can drive away like you know there's there's a weird scenario where they conduct themselves in a very singular capacity. You know what I'm talking about? Whereas very self-serving. Exactly. And I I mean, this, this expands out to like countries too. Like every country is almost like 
like they, they say, you know, oh, we're societies like, you know, there's the US and there's Russia and China, and all these things like countries. But really what it is, is like gangs. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where where they, you know, they do like retaliatory things and they consume as much of like natural resources. Like if, if we look at the grand scheme of it, it like whatever the most the most powerful country in the world is the one that has the most resources left. You know what I'm talking about? Which yeah. is very self-centered. It's, it's you know, I, I get it. It's a strategic move to have the, the, the last of the fossil fuels or whatever. But what I'm saying is for us as a collective, we need to start thinking of, you know, we as in things that we need to focus on and not just a singular driving purpose. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. you know, interesting to see how much shit people bicker about on the daily that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if you think about it, you know, I've, I've got a friend that uh, tracks meteorites. You know what I'm talking about? That's mm-hmm. that's his job. And the amount of just like debris and random rocks that are flying through this, you know, through space and almost hitting Earth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's like scary. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that is. So it's like, yeah. Could you imagine people like we're it's a going shooting to gallery out there, dude? <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah. you know what's what's crazy is. You know, we as a society spend more money on certain things uh, that don't really make sense. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Versus looking at it in the, the grand scheme of things. It's like as we're bickering with the superpowers, which is the US, Russia, China, you know, the whole thing. We're always trying to fuck each other up and compete in tariffs and all types of stuff. We need to like all look at this grand scheme as a we, like a collective that a fucking rock in space could yeah. literally just take us out like the dinosaurs. You know what I'm talking about? So maybe yeah, like it's that old, uh, that old saying that what Stephen Hawking did, like if, hmm. if aliens came and were hostile tomorrow, we'd mm-hmm. come together as a human race real fast. Of course. You know I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but that, that's the flaw, you know, it's like, yeah. why, why are we constantly fighting as well? Like in, in, you know, the existence of America, we've been at war for, I think I don't know the exact number, but I think it was ninety-seven percent of our existence yeah, has been at war. You know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. like so. Sorry to get super deep about well, that. Well, hold I, that thought actually, because that okay. is the third question. It's similar to the second question. Third mm. and final question is mm. how should we govern ourselves? Like, do you think there should be a president, a president, a vice president? You know, like you think mm-hmm. the the structure of government, you know, within reason, you know, so that's mm-hmm. something that's actually possible. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? How some people like, you know, how some people want to abolish police and all that, you know, mm. how, how do you think we should govern ourselves? Hmm. <laughs> or have you thought about it? I, I have thought about that. Yeah. Um, how should we govern ourselves? Okay. Um, what I would probably say is, is, you know, governing ourselves. Hmm. <laughs> Where do I want to take this job? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. You don't have to get too crazy about it. It's just uh, like. Uh, I'm getting pretty deep on some political shit on this <laughs> right now lately. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. We don't. You don't have to get political. I was just. um, You know, like, you know, like the power structures at B, like, do you think there should mm-hmm. be changes in that and. Like, do you have any? Well, fuck it, dude. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep I, no, this I, in. I, I know. I know my answer. I got it. Okay. So, okay. 
how how do I think we should govern ourselves? Like, and in, in my head, it, it kind of loops back to you know what I learned. They said you know uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Where if Definitely. there's any one individual that strives for power or control, like that's kind of a weird scenario. But we can't really trust that we as a collective, everybody's got the same mentality. Like I, I think something mentally yeah. has to happen where we we almost come together as like this weird like uh, so- solidarity type yeah. scenario. You know what I'm talking about? Where you know conflicts and moves by government isn't based strictly on financial profit or gains for whatever it's based on yeah. the collective knowledge of we as the human race uh won't allow suffering and stuff like that so I, I feel like we are eventually heading in the right direction where you know the singular goals of any government or individual is going to be outweighed by a collective understanding of hey yeah. live and let live you know what i'm talking about yeah so i mean maybe that's some star trek like utopia bullshit it's, but i love the idea you know? it's all the power struggle like you know mm-hmm. you'd have to be kind of insane to want to become a president <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, yeah yeah just to have that notion like i'm gonna become president is like you you gotta mm-hmm. be a little cuckoo but <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway last question this isn't mm-hmm. a question this isn't a psycho or uh, <laughs> like a, philo- a philosophical question philosophical. That, uh, okay cool, yeah cool. but so this is going to be called what kind of grift is this? Okay, gotcha. So, tell me like a life hack or a grift that preferably fucks over the man a little bit, but no. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be that, but just like a life hack that you know, like kind of grift in the system a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. Hmm. If you have any I, Okay. Offhand. I mean, th- this isn't really a grift, but this is d- kind of along that line. <laughs> so, yeah, life hack, me, grift, whatever. Yeah. Life hack and a grift, and it, this can sound ludicrous and very like, like simple that most mm-hmm. people would understand this, but most people don't. Um, for me, you know, the biggest grift or understanding that you need is to live within your means. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm. And that's something that most people that I know, I'm sure you know as well. Yeah, they they don't live within their means. You know, people people are buying expensive cars to show off that they're rich, you know, and then they're, they're paying monthly payments that are just ludicrous and they can't survive doing other shit or they're living in areas, getting, getting a, you know, five bedroom house when they really only realistically needed two bedrooms. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's almost a life hack. Just live within your means. Like don't, don't try to, you know, get the mentality that you see on TV where you have to be a celebrity or rich or flaunt things. Cause at the end of the day, like who gives a shit, you know? And at the end of the day, living within your means and stacking up dough gives you more freedom in the end. (laughs) I would rather, I would rather travel, see the world, meet people before I die, you know, and, and having these experiences, than you know, be stuck in like a ludicrous, like $4,000, $5,000 a month mortgage on a house that's, Nobody really gives a shit. They're like, oh, you own this house? Cool. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, it's not an extension of your own being or your like facade or or who you are in your own self-image. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? Like that stuff, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we all see it, you know what I'm saying? Like on, on, you know, TV or movies or whatever, that's, that's kind of injected in our head, especially in the U S where it it is a status thing. It's like, you need expensive things. You need gucci you need you need 
you know, a BMW or, yeah. you know, a Rolex or whatever. And, and that kind of shit, people feed into that because they don't think them as an individual is, you know, successful or attractive unless they, they cover themselves with like this weird expensive shit that, you know, let's face it. Some of these shirts that people pay like, you know, a thousand dollars for it. It's the same material that you buy, mm-hmm. you know, just a regular shirt from the store for like 10, 15 bucks. You know what I'm talking about? It just makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah. Yours is definitely more, your grift is definitely more heartwarming than mine. Mine. Nice. Okay. Let's mine, hear yours. Well, I already said it last weekend. Uh, I'm, I kind of ran out of great grifts already, but it was, um, okay. How to like, basically steal a 30 pack of beer from the um <laughs> supermarket <laughs> but but in a way that you won't get caught it's it's you put okay. it you put it on the bottom underneath the fucking cart okay and then okay. you you act like you forget to it was there you know what i mean and then uh-huh. when you're checking out you got to you got to buy a lot of shit at the same time by the way <laughs> and here, you got to here we are gotta, I'm, I'm talking like i'm talking <laughs> the, the depths of society and how how not yeah, to man. end up in poverty and you're like this is how you steal a 30 pack. <laughs> exactly. That's what this podcast is going to be, dude. The, nice. These contrasting um, opinions. But uh, Love it. No, I, I like your grift, too. Your grift is... Nice, cool. That is how I live in within my means. Because nice. I definitely need me beer. So I have to <laughs> Same. get... Same. Drink it right now. But yeah. And, by the way, on my grift, try to make sure the bagger doesn't come over. Because he always spots it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then he'll be like did you get this and and then you'll be like oh shit i forgot about that sorry so it's like you know it works on, about 50 percent of the time <laughs> on the reverse grift side of that i've i've gone to like target and mm-hmm. or walmart or whatever and I, I buy shit and i put it at the bottom of the the cart what you're what you're talking about and i paid for it whatever get yeah. out to my my uh car truck or whatever put the stuff in and then i forgot that motherfucking shit on the bottom and i just drive away and then oh, later yeah. I get in, I'm like, what the fuck? I really needed this or that. I thought I bought it. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I left it in the parking lot. Somebody else took it. So, you know. You need, you need to start grifting more. because or You need to start using <laughs> my grift more because you never forget it at the bottom. When nice. you get a, when you walk out, you're like, well, I, it is criminal. I, should, I say I don't really do that, actually. But <laughs> we, we used to have, back in high school, we used to have a friend that would steal ice and shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are you talking about? Some dude, one of your friends, man. He would like steal ice. He'd just walk out with it and they'd be like, hey, and he's like, I bought this. Steal ice? Like just steal shit in general, man. I don't know. I don't know. who. Man, well, we'll talk off air. We'll talk off, off air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I did have a few friends. I've, I've had friends that were just straight kleptos. I wonder if you're talking about that guy. I bet I am. Yeah. All right. Probably. <laughs> All right. He's, he actually stole it. He was in warehouse. Remember warehouse? I think it turned to FYE. He stole a uh, CD. You know, CDs were like in those plastic cases like this big. Yeah, yeah. He sold stole like five CDs while he was talking to the person and shit. Like he was, <laughs> shit. He, was he was good. I almost stole CDs from that exact warehouse, man, or FYE. I I remember I, I was a super huge fan of the Deftones. You know that? Oh band? yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And uh, new I album's like, pretty kick ass too. Yeah, this this was the album was White Pony when that okay. one came out. 
And I was like, mom, like before school, can you drive me super early? Like the store opens at this time. And I was like obsessed yeah. and I was like excited. And I'm like, I could get there and then to school with enough time. So I go in right when it opened, like literally the minute it opened, <laughs> yeah. I go in and there was, there was three limited edition versions like of the jewel cases. Right. Yeah. And I like grabbed, grabbed the one I wanted. And I, like, I thought there'd be a line or some shit. And nobody was there. <laughs> like nobody in yeah. Flagstaff Arizona gave a shit about rock or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm standing in, like I grab it. I'm standing at the register. Nobody's there. I'm waiting for like 20 minutes. I got to get to school and shit. I'm like, I'm like, hello, <laughs> like who the fuck's here? And I was like, I could probably steal like every jewel case version for free and just bone the fuck out you know warehouse then I was sketch like, though it was sketch. it was super sketch man <laughs> yeah. but uh i didn't do it i was like what am i gonna do like yeah run out with not paying cds to my mom's car you know yeah. like have her my mom be my getaway driver for a deftones fucking yeah. limited edition cd i'm not i'm not a thief by the way and it's not Same, lost on me that. it's not lost on me how ridiculous it is ridiculous it is for a mid 30s mm-hmm. man to be telling people how to steal um, <laughs> fucking budweiser <laughs> so yeah. javin used to get you used to get me alcohol and i was i was a little older yeah. than you but you looked like, way older at, dude at jalisco's man yeah he would he sold to me when i was like 16 man we used to yeah we he used shut to, down now so like i'm not like diamond him out or anything yeah, yeah. Least, uh, but yeah i used but i had like a goat i had the billy goat when i was like you just, 14 you look like some some construction dude yeah yeah that was like maybe in his 30s whatever. i lived on my own too at that time you know so yeah I, yeah I, I dude was, that was wild yeah yeah good times yeah, man. Well, thank you for doing this. This was an awesome episode. We could go on forever, dude. But totally, this was a great. About a lot of professional shit, dude. Like stealing Budweiser. Yeah, and no doubt. Our past. Yeah, man. We got, we got, we got some good info. I think the people will mm-hmm. like this. So, adios, everybody. This has been the Catacomb Cult. Thank you again, Shan. Any last mm-hmm. words you want to plug anything? So I'm on uh, Instagram at you know, Instagram.com slash X Shandan X, uh, working on a lot of film stuff. I'm sure me and Jav is going to have, uh, some cool shit coming up here in the future. Probably some feature films that, that both yeah, of us are man. writing and filming the whole nine, man. It's a yeah. dream. So we'll, we'll probably come back to this video like 10 years from now and be like, dude, you remember when we talked about that? And yeah. Now awesome. we're like, we got like Oscar awards and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah man well thanks again dude i'm fucking running out of sd card here (laughs) (laughs) nice but cool man thank you peace out everybody thanks later man established in 399 bc this is the catacomb cult